What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason, make sure that you go check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And Primetime, as always, is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will talk more about the ride of the week, the Hyundai Santa Cruz, by the way, pretty cool vehicle. In a few moments here on the show, we will discuss that. But tonight, the topic at hand is the Cowboys projected win total, which stands at 10 and a half. And we will discuss three reasons why we could take the over, why I would feel confident betting the over for the Dallas Cowboys. I know it's been a complicated offseason. Many in Cowboys Nation maybe have not gotten over the Amari Cooper trade. Maybe some people are still lamenting Lyle Collins' departure. And I get it. All of those have been questionable moves by the Dallas Cowboys. But tonight, we will discuss why even after a very quiet free agency... And a few steps back in terms of roster construction, why the Cowboys could still exceed oddsmakers' expectations in their 2022 season. What is up, everyone? What is up? Kel says, first time live viewer. Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for, uh, for joining, Kel. I'm glad that you're here live. Thank you for that. And by the way, uh, thank you for those of you who are smashing the like buttons over at Facebook or YouTube. MJ says, I'm, I'm still not over it. Most talking about me, says MJ. Clayton says, I'm saying another 12 and a 5 season. We can fix the coup, you think, says Samuel. Trade a fourth round for him. Bruce says, if they get Devo, I take it all back. <laughs> That's a big if, though. That is a big if. Joe joining from Italy. What is up, Marvin, as well, over at YouTube. Cherry over at Facebook, Clayton on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining the show. And by the way, I think that's actually a perfect way of entering this entire conversation. Win totals have been out for a while. Uh, they have been out for a while now. And the Cowboys number, interestingly enough, is higher than the number that was projected for them in 2021. If you look back into the 2021 offseason, you will remember that the Cowboys projected win total sat at nine and a half. Now the Cowboys are coming off a 12-win regular season and they're hoping to, and odds makers at least, are raising the expectations for Dallas. Now, it's been interesting. Why? Because of what I just said, the moves from the offseason that many people have not liked, but also the fact that one particular team in the division has put together a pretty nice offseason. And another team like the New York Giants, because I was talking about the Eagles just then, but even the New York Giants, you look at their roster, and it might be the biggest of ifs, but if Daniel Jones gets some consistency issues down, it's you know, not a great-looking roster, but they have fixed a lot of holes over there in New York. At least they have a pretty promising defensive line. They have depth on the interior, led by Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. They have Ojulari over there as an edge rusher, and they added Kayvon Thibodeau. So maybe, maybe 
in a season in which you would question if the NFC East is still looking like a sweepable division. The Cowboys went 6-0 against the NFC East in 2021. Oddsmakers are still betting on a higher win total for the Dallas Cowboys. So I guess my opening question from me to you guys, and we'll get into three reasons to discuss this, gut feeling right now as we sit here on May the 30th. Oh my God, May is about to end, by the way. As we sit here, May the 30th, gut feeling the Cowboys will win over or under 10 and a half wins. Let me know your thoughts in the YouTube chat, in the Facebook chat. While you do that, and before I give you my answers, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz, and it's a heck of a vehicle. Just look at it. Just by looking at it, you know that this is a special one. It starts at $33,560. You can see the truck bed that it comes with over at FreemanHyundai.com. It's got folding second row sitting, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, towing features capable with trailer sway control. And it, had a, it has a miles per gallon capacity of 21 in the city, which goes up to 26 in the highway. Make sure that you go into the website, FreemanHyundai.com, and check out the exterior pictures, the inside pictures, and even the 360-degree view of the new 2022 Honda Santa Cruz that is the ride of the week this time around. Once more, that is FreemanHyundai.com, a family-owned business for over 65 years, you get A-plus customer service, plus a wide, wide range of Hyundai vehicles. FreemanHyundai.com. Now, let's see some of your answers here. Let's see some of your answers here. Cowboys will win over or under 10 and a half wins. Craig basically goes with the under. He says 9 and 8. Kel goes with 11 and 6. Slide over. We have an over here from I love. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you. I love because you know you never know. Rent is the. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Bruce got the use goes with the over. Sam Rose is over. Probably eleven. David over all day. Toxic Tom on brand saying under over for D shift. MJ with the under. Dwight Johnson over at Facebook goes with eleven. So the over. Gregory with the over. Robert also with eleven wins. A lot of people are between those. Though that number 10 and that number 11. And hey, there is a reason why odds makers went with 10 and a half. Kel says, barely over. Adam says, I've been saying 10 and 7 since the schedule release, so I will take the under. We have a 14 and 3 over here. Joe injecting the fandom back into the Facebook chat saying 17 and 0. So pretty much a mixed answer tonight on the primetime show. Over, unders, everywhere. I'm going to give you three reasons tonight why I'm betting the over. I'm going to give you three reasons for the over tonight. What is up? Christian Rodriguez saying Pura Chihuahua. Christian is from my hometown, apparently. What is up, Christian? Thank you for joining the primetime show. I appreciate that comment. <laughs> now, let's go with the three reasons to bet a Cowboys on the, the Cowboys over, excuse me, 10 and a half wins. They're coming off from a 12-win season. And to me, number one is the schedule. And I know, I know, you pick that thing up, you see the Buccaneers on week one, 
and the AFC reigning defending champions, the Cincinnati Bengals, on week two. And you pretty much throw the schedule away in disgust, right? That seems like a tough start for the Dallas Cowboys. However, it remains a relatively easy schedule. And note, please note that I'm not going based on 2021 win totals because I think that method to evaluate strength of schedule kind of sucks because who cares what the Colts looked like last year when their quarterback was Carson Wentz. Now it's, you know, Matt Ryan for the Colts. Who cares about many of these teams and what happened to them in the 2021 season when things change so rapidly in the NFL? And I think that the best example to, to prove that is how many teams make the playoffs each year after missing out on them the, the season before. The NFL has a long-standing record of that, even before the three wild cards may, uh, that we see nowadays in each conference. So the Cowboys, based on projected win totals, so bets on what based on what the odds makers expect out of each and every single one of these teams, the Cowboys rank at number 10 in number one being the most the easiest schedule in the NFL. And that does matter. And I was looking at a stat from Warren Sharp analysis in which he pointed out that the three teams with the easiest strength of schedule in 2021 all had over on their respective win totals projections. And the three teams with the hardest projected schedules ended up going under on their win totals. So this stat does matter. And the fact that the Cowboys have the 10th easiest schedule of all does matter. And hey, it makes a lot of sense when you once you get into that second half of the season you have games versus, and these are not in the first half, but I don't remember the exact order, but you guys know this. The Cowboys are playing the NFC East first and foremost. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars because they face the AFC South. That includes the Jaguars and Texans, two of the worst teams right now in football, even though things might get interesting with Trevor Lawrence under any coach not named Irvin Meyer over there in Florida. You have games against the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, all of these teams that you can come up with reasons why the Cowboys could end up losing to them because it's the NFL after all. Yet teams against whom the Cowboys should be heavy favorites at the very least. So, you know, the schedule, some people like to, to portray it like, like it's a tough one, but it's actually an easier one than it appears though. Let's see some of your comments here. <laughs> I see that the YouTube chat is going crazy with a random discussion. I, I just saw from the corner of my eye the word illiterate being thrown around over there on YouTube. <laughs> oh, man. Philly Philly says, I see that Hurts picture. You have my attention. What is up to Philly Philly, the podcast? Always good to get some perspective here on the NFC East. Don't worry, we will get into that topic actually. Someone su suggested on someone suggested on Twitter that we put together a Cowboys content creators versus Eagles content creators kind of show and and Shane Carter from adcsports.com suggested Skywalker Steel Lost Nation and I think it was uh, Jade Talk 
and myself. And that would be a fun experience to, to you know, have that conversation for the NFC East. So that would definitely be fun. Number two reason why I would take the over for the Cowboys is, and I opened the show mentioning Amari Cooper's departure, Lyle Collins' departure, and it's pretty much impossible to say that the Cowboys got better at wide receiver or that they got better at right tackle. And maybe you could even throw left guard in there. I know I know, people will not agree on this. A lot of people will not agree on this. But you could make the argument that Connor Williams at least gave you a floor at left guard. And we are not sure how Tyler Smith will look like over the first few weeks of the season while he continues to develop his use of hands and his use of, of feet, right? So number two is even though the Cowboys could be taking a step back in, so, in, in those positions, quarterback play might lift the offense. A healthier Dak Prescott who is not dealing with any nagging injuries like he was at this time of the year last season. Maybe you could make the argument that a healthier Dak Prescott will be able to elevate the level of an offense that has struggled mightily in the second half of the season, it could look like a better unit, even though the Cowboys downgraded at at least those two positions. Toxic Tom, always bringing up Ryan Null, saying, Mo, we have Ryan Null. He is our Hulk. Over here we have Connor Williams wasn't that bad. And that is something that I agree with, Samuel. That is something that I really agree with, but I know that some people will not. So quarterback play, able to lift the offense. That is a real possibility in the 2022 season. And my question for me to you guys is from one to 10, how confident are you in a bounce back season from Dak Prescott? JD Walker says he is not the same so JD, not very confident on this. Gregory go with, going with the nine. Samuel Rowe going with the eight. And we have some tens here from Asmodeus, from Michael. 9.99. Bruce also going with the 10. I'm going to go with the nine. This is an area, and you guys know that I'm... Never try to be a homer. You, if you have been watching primetime since the regular season, you actually know that I will pick games against the Cowboys just to try to give you my most unbiased opinion. But when it comes to Dak Prescott, I got to tell you, I am bullish on the quarterback. I, I'm That's an area in which I'm pretty optimistic in. I think that Dak Prescott remains one of the promising quarterbacks in the NFL. Some of you might say, oh, he's been around for a while. I don't know if promising is a word that we can throw around. But he is only entering that area of a career for the quarterback that seems to be the peak portion of his career, right? Late 20s, early 30s, to me, would be that sweet spot. And hopefully, hopefully, he does bounce back. And shout out to Cowboys Stats, who I want to bring on the show, by the way, sometime. Uh, I, I need to, to make that happen. But Cowboys Stats and Graphics from Twitter put it very eloquently about a few months ago when he said a very real possibility for the 2022 Cowboys is that they get better on offense based on quarterback play 
and they get better on defense just based on defensive regression, which happens to plenty of the top defenses around the NFL. Even though defense is an area in which we feel like the Cowboys will be better off with Jabril Cox being ready to go by adding, you know, uh, maybe you lost Randy Gregory, but you have Sam Williams there as a second round pick to rotate with Dante Fowler and things of the sort. So that all of that is a real possibility. And then number three, and I know that Philly, Philly the podcast was waiting for this. This is not me. And I want to make it very clear. This is not me hating on the Eagles or anything like that. But Philadelphia is clearly the team that seems like the major threat for the Cowboys in 2022. And the conversation for some feels, uh, the conversation by some feels very similar to the conversations that we had last year about Washington's defense and the fact that they looked like a team ready to take over the division. And the fact of the matter is the Eagles still have a very big if to answer. And to me, that all revolves around Jalen Hurts. Clearly, the Eagles are a better team than last year. They got A.J. Brown, they got Jordan Davis, Nakobe Dean. And if you look at their offensive line and their defensive line, they're not in a bad spot. You could look at these rosters, and maybe we will do this at some point on the on the week. You can take the Cowboys roster, the Eagles roster, compare them position by position, and the Eagles might have the Cowboys bid in several of those because they're a very balanced team and they had some depth at important positions, right? But still, and this shift actually hitting the nail in, and here's what I'm getting at. We can be excited about Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean. They're still rookies, and it would be kind of optimistic. Like if we were, I don't want to put you guys in this hypothetical situation, but say we were Eagles, say this was an Eagles show, how overly optimistic can you be about those two rookies really transforming the defense in year one? That seems like something that would be quite optimistic, right? And Jalen Hurts, we, we know that he has some promise. We know that the best version of himself is pretty dangerous, but consistency has always been the issue with Jalen Hurts. And he himself has talked about this throughout this offseason. There's a reason why the Eagles offense ended the season with a 23rd success rate when throwing the football or in dropbacks, according to runningbackstonematter.com, the Eagles had the 23rd offense in terms of success rate. To be fair, that went up to 15th when talking about EPA per play, which tries to measure efficiency as well. Now, their rush offense was pretty dangerous. And if you guys remember that Eagles win streak, the, the win streak that more or less put Philadelphia in the map briefly late last season, it was when the Eagles completely banked on their running game, winning them football games. And we saw some very creative stuff out of their running game, and that was fun to watch. But that was never going to take them too far, right? 
Silva Washington says, didn't Micah kind of do that for our defense last year? And while that's, you know, a good point, like Asmodeo says, there's a reason why Micah has been such a insane storyline, right? That's why he, even as a rookie, got five defensive player of the year votes. How much, even though you guys know this, that we, we all wanted Jordan Davis. We, we liked the idea of seeing, of seeing Jordan Davis on the Cowboys as, as a rookie. We all love that idea. But can a defensive tackle really turn your defense around like an off-ball slash edge rusher, off-ball linebacker slash edge rusher can when, when you're being as surprising as, as Michael Parsons? I, I think there's a big chance, to be honest, even though I respect Jalen Hurts and I respect the Eagles roster overall, there's a big chance that it turns out to be, you know, NFC East hype for the Philadelphia Eagles there. To be honest, I have big questions about Jalen Hurts. I have big questions about their offense really gelling together. I like their lines. I think they can, you know, I think they can win in the trenches consistently, which is what makes the Eagles to me the major threat in the NFC East. And you got to be worried about A.J. Brown and all of that. But can Jalen Hurts consistently beat you being a quarterback? If you take away the running lanes for him on the outside, and I remember this concept by Bob Storm from TheAthletic.com saying, Make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, and that's when you will beat him because consistency has always been the issue for Hurts over there in Philadelphia. Let's see some of your comments here in the YouTube chat, on the Facebook chat before we move on. Uh, I'm interested in reading your thoughts. Uh, let's see, let's see. We are going to learn a lot about Hurts this year, says Toxic Tom. He is definitely one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL today. He, him and Tua, those are number one and number two. And, and I remember we talked about this when Dan Orlovsky said that Dak Prescott was under the most pressure uh, around, you know, the NFL. I think it's not Dak. I, I think it's more Tua and Jalen Hurts who have basically been giving teams that will not allow them any excuses, Right. The Eagles and Jalen Hurts will not be able to say, or we will not be able to say, oh, Hurts didn't perform well enough because he doesn't have talent around him. Oh, he's got talent. That is a talented offensive line. You have Dallas Goddard at tight end. You have quality running backs. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown at receiver. So, you know, the excuses are, are over, over there. And I don't say it in, in a mean way like, oh, Jalen Hurts is making excuses because you, you can, you have to, you know, be fair you have to be fair and and admit that there is some talent there let's see jack raider says too many haters on this site who gives a, a crap about the eagles hey listen jack I, I i know that we all are all about the cowboys but you gotta you gotta talk about these teams in the division sometime because they matter and they impact directly to the dallas cowboys right Asmodeo says Carson Wentz is under a lot of pressure as well. I agree. It's a different pressure because he is facing 
like career pressure at this point. It seems like the commanders are his last chance at sticking around, at least as a starting caliber quarterback. Let's see some of your thoughts here in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There's bigger O-linemen than Davis. Got a scheme well against him, says Tony Simmons. For sure. They won't play the Washington COVID twice this year, says Samuel Rowe. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Mo says Toxic Tom. I just don't see any team in the NFC East as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Dallas should have tried to build off of last year's success. Weird. I agree. Weird plan from the Cowboys on that front. Kind of making this somewhat of a transition year, even if we don't agree in how they look at the salary cap. But it does feel like that's been the motivation around many of their decisions. Just getting ready and setting themselves for a big 23 offseason and a big 2024 offseason. Excuse me. In which in 2024, they will have plenty of big names to take care of and some of that work might start early in 2023 although says bruce got the use although i think that aj brown will upgrade hurts game oh it's got to it's got to upgrade and that was a huge trade by the eagles that is a trade in which you gotta give it to the eagles they won that trade versus the titans I like Traylon Burks. I was excited about the possibility of drafting him and making him a Dallas Cowboy. But A.J. Brown really is in the conversation to become one of the best wide receivers in the league if he's not already there. He's a very good player. And we have seen him evolve each and every single year he's been in the NFL. But anyways, we have talked about the case for the over. What are some of the things that you could say against them, right? What are some arguments for the under on the 10 and a half wins? Of course, there's the inverse of each and every single one of the things that we've talked about. Jalen Hurts might really click with the Eagles. And if he does click, that's a dangerous team. Because roster-wise, the Cowboys and the Eagles are at least close the big difference maker between the Cowboys and the Eagles is the fact that Dallas has Dak Prescott. If Hertz makes things work on a consistent basis over there in Philly, then you got to be somewhat worried about what's going on in the division. Other stuff might be the fact that, you know, Kellen Moore really doesn't figure things out. Difficult to know what to expect out of Kellen Moore. 2019, the Cowboys end the year as one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. 2020, he misses Dak Prescott. 2021, for the first half of the year, they're tearing the league apart only for it to fall apart in the second half of the season. That's definitely a, you know, a possibility, the fact that he doesn't figure things out. Defensive regression, which we have discussed before here on primetime, it's easier, statistically speaking, easier for an offense to maintain its success on a year-to-year -year basis than it is for a defense because defenses are a little bit more tied into what they're facing rather than offenses. And, you know, everything matters in, in foot, but at least statistically, that has been proven. 
So what if the Cowboys, even with Mike, even with Queen leading the pack, uh, Jaron Kears, his thing, the defense might still be good, but there's a difference between being good and being a top three defense in EPA per play and success rate, plus leading the league in turnovers. That might not happen again in 2022, even if they do remain as one of the most consistent and productive defenses in in you know in the league. Bruce says McCarthy checks out and stays hands off. Moore never adapts. Sean Payton or Dan Quinn for head coach. <laughs> Man, it's going to be so funny if that ends up happening. That that seems to me like the Sean Payton conversation seems to me like when you're watching a movie and you you feel like a genius because you think that you have figured it out and you know which plot twist is coming only to be revealed to a bigger plot twist that you didn't expect. That's what I would bet on happening. But if Sean Payton does end up as a Cowboys head coach, that is going to be funny just because of us expecting it for pretty much over a year. <laughs> the defense will be a top five unit these years. It's Tommy915. So there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas. Primetime, we stream live. We stream this show live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at freemanhyundai.com. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for tuning into the show. And do me a favor, hit the like button. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans and it becomes a better experience for each and every one of us. So help me out with that like. And by the way, if you ever miss one of these shows live, you can check out the ADC Sports Dallas podcast channel on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts to. Make sure you subscribe and you can get on the same channel, Skywalker Steel Show from the mornings, my show, and Ian's Mavericks show as well, all on the same feed. So make sure you subscribe to the ADC Sports Dallas podcast platform. Thank you, guys, and I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you very much.